Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And Newell is getting ready for our Fat Tuesday broadcast. I'm Dave Cohen, filling in for him today. Glad to be here on this Lundy Gras. This is one of my favorite days of the year. I love Lundy Gras. I love the fact that uh, we don't have any daytime parades and that we can go to the riverfront and enjoy everything that Zulu and Rex have to offer on the riverfront. And folks, if you've never been, it really is a great, great time. We're going to talk with folks from Zulu coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, though, James Reese joins us. He's Rex's executive vice president. Hey, James, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? Good morning. Great. Happy Lundy Gras. Uh, and to you, I, I agree. It's one of the most exciting days of the whole year, certainly in the carnival season, uh, and a great day for Rex and Zulu to, to kick off the, the finality of, of this whole celebration. I love, love, love when Rex arrives on the riverfront and issues his proclamation. It's just the energy and the crowd in, is into it, and it's so much fun out there on Spanish Plaza. Uh, tell folks, uh, particularly those who have never had an opportunity to take part in it, what happens on this Lundi Gras with Rex, the King of Carnival? Well, the crowds are always great. Uh, we, we're really appreciative of the folks at the Spanish Plaza for putting on such a great event each year. Uh, it's a tradition that dates back to the late 1800s where Rex arrives at his winter capital. Either uh, We've done it by train in the past. Um, he uh, typically arrives on a Coast Guard cutter with the support of the U.S. Coast Guard, which will happen this year. So right around 5.30, 6 o'clock, he'll arrive at the dock uh, and then proceed to the stage after a brief interview with the media to uh, proclaim Mardi Gras and, and set aside the cares of state. So we, we fully expect it to be a huge crowd and, and tons of fun for everybody out there. Yeah, and it's really neat. The pomp and circumstance, it's just, I, to me, it just makes the hair on my arms stand up and gives you goosebumps when Rex reads that proclamation. Uh, and my favorite part, of course, is that revelry shall rule both day and night. It's, it, it is a lot of fun and fantastic. He, um, he also, I believe, is, is uh, challenged by the mayor each year to decide whether or not to close schools and close businesses uh, and ask folks to come out on the street and suspend their work for a day. And uh, I've always seen him say yes, so I, I assume he's going to say the same, <laughs> the same this year. Do we know if the mayor herself, because I know that the mayor is in Las Vegas right now for the handoff uh, for next year's Super Bowl from Las Vegas to New Orleans. Will she be back in time or will someone have to uh, fill in for her this evening? Do you know when Rex delivers his proclamation and asks for the mayor's concurrence? We have been in touch with the mayor's office and, and they are desperately trying to get back. I know she loves this event, loves being a central part of it and certainly wants to be there. Uh, logistically, if she can't make it, they'll, they'll obviously have a city official stand in. But uh, we're hoping that she makes it back uh, either way. I think that uh, the proclamation will be read and uh, the schools will remain closed for the week. And uh, we're going to have a great day tomorrow. 
Uh, and today. Yeah, man, you guys are going to have some fantastic weather. It's going to be partly cloudy and a high of 60. It'll be blustery and cold in the morning with 40s feeling like 30s, but that's not bad for a Fat Tuesday and a, a Rex parade, huh? Look, we, we've, we, there's one type of weather that we always pray for uh, on the day that Rex and Zulu roll, and that's dry. So we'll, we'll take any temperature that the weather wants to throw at us. Uh, but it is going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. We've been watching it, obviously, closely for a week or so. And uh, we're really fortunate that the rain passed through in the middle of the night uh, and has left us with two beautiful days for both Lundy Gras and Carnival Day. And I think those that are out watching the Zulu Parade and, and the Rex Parade in the mornings uh, should stay bundled up in, early on. But it's going to sound like it's going to get warmer in the afternoon and, and turn out to be just a, a banner bluebird day. Rex, Executive Vice President James Reese is our guest. If you have any questions for him, 504-260-1870. You can call us or text us on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Tell us a little bit about this year's parade. I was honored uh, to be invited to the Rex launch earlier uh, this season and get a little preview of the parade, and it really looks like it's going to be a fantastic procession. What can you tell our listeners about what they should expect if they're out there along the avenue and the route for the Rex parade? Sure. Well, we, we put a lot of time and effort throughout the year. The Royal Artists is the group that uh, designs and builds our parades each year, which are always based on a theme in mythology or uh, literature or history. And we really look at these floats uh, more than anything as rolling canvases of art. So I, I know that folks are excited, as they should be, to catch all the wonderful throws from the Rex Parade uh, that we have for the crowds. But I hope that folks will take the time to look at the artwork. This year's theme is uh, the two worlds of Lafcadio Hearn, who is a journalist and an artist that fell in love with New Orleans in the late 1800s and then moved on to spend the rest of his life in Japan. And so we've spent a lot of time um, centering the theme of the individual floats around his time in Japan, around the many fables and ghost stories that, that he was famous for, for writing in that country. So uh, the artwork is fantastic. The floats are, are really beautiful, and I hope, I hope people take a time. I hope they catch a ton of throws, but I hope they take the time to take a look at the artwork as well. Yeah, it really is very elaborate, and you think people work what eighteen months on these floats. It takes more than a year from the the time of conception to the time they actually hit the route, uh, and so much hard work goes into then making them look like that vision. And yeah, you're right. You can be so focused on getting that one buff gras that that one rider has that you don't even get an opportunity to take in the magnificent artwork on that float uh and if you just take one step back and, and really look at the floats as they're coming towards you uh, it really is fantastic they're 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 done in an, in an old kind of old world style using predominantly paper mache which i think lends itself to the themes that are chosen most of the time several years in advance so we we've already chosen the theme for next year which we obviously won't announce until january 6th of 25 um, but these rolling works of arts hit the hit the street for about three or four hours hopefully closer to three, but uh, three or four hours. And then we take them right back to the den and strip them down Ash Wednesday and, and start the process over again for the next year. You know, when you put that in perspective, it really is amazing. 18 months of work for three hours on a parade route, and then they get dismantled. That's exactly right. Now, l luckily, we have a program called Rex in the Classroom. And in the months leading up to Mardi Gras Day, we, we tour about 2,000 school kids uh, from grammar schools all across the city and the region. Uh, let them take a look at the float. Let them see what kind of intricate artwork and, and uh, you know, stylistic approach goes into creating these things. It's such a unique art form that, that really only we and several other cities around the world have at such a high level. And so we're, we're thrilled to get those school kids through there and, and have as many people see the, the parade before it hits the street. But you're absolutely right. 
we're showing the world these things for three or four hours, and then we're pulling them right back and stripping them down and starting again for the next year. You talked about schools, and I don't know if a lot of people realize what Rex, the role that the Rex organization plays in schools here in New Orleans and all of the amazing fundraising that the organization does. Tell folks about that. Sure. Well, in, in 2006, uh, the membership created the Pro Bono Publico Foundation. Pro Bono Publico, or for the public good, has been Rex's motto since its inception in 1872. And we felt after Katrina that we really needed to have you know, a physical embodiment of that motto and something that we could really put our efforts as civic business and philanthropic leaders in the city. What, what can we really do that's going to make a huge difference? And so the foundation was created, and we're very proud that this year we've gotten up to giving away $1.6 million dollars uh, a year to, to various local recipients, predominantly charter schools and supporting organizations. But it's, it's a, what we're trying to do is make a real investment, a tangible investment in the future of our city. Obviously, the education of our city's youth is uh, first and foremost in everybody, every citizen's mind. And it's, it's, it's the way we feel we can be most impactful to a successful future for, for the city. So it's a huge part of what we do annually. We've got our own uh, board that uh, is a separate board from the Rex organizations that that um, runs that effort throughout the year and really puts a lot of time, a lot of hours into making that a successful endeavor. So as much fun as Rex has and as much joy as they bring to the million or so people along the parade route every Fat Tuesday, uh, there's far more to the organization. And as you said, up to $1.6 million dollars. Uh, that Pro Bono Publico is now providing primarily to charter schools to try and help better the education here in the city of New Orleans. And uh, I, I guess a lot of people don't realize that all of that is a part of what they see. It's not just a three-hour parade. No, that's exactly right. And we've, we've, done other, we've had other efforts as well that have been successful, partnering with our good friends at the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club, where we each have chosen a singular school in and around the Zulu Clubhouse or the Rex Den and made efforts to support uh, individual schools at, at that level. So we, we've we've really put uh, education at the forefront. I mean, our founding incorporated name is the School of Design, which I think showcases the two areas that really are the most important to the Rex organization, which are art and education. And so this was a, a great way for us to put our, uh, our you know put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and and really make positive changes in, in the city. Something a little different this year, and you brought up the den, it reminded me, folks who are lined up at the beginning of the parade route for Rex should not be shocked if the parade is not rolling at 10 a.m. You're making a little change to the schedule this year, right? We have. In, in the last couple of years, we've actually pushed the start time back to 1030, um, which I think gives the city's law enforcement officials who actually run Mardi Gras, uh, we'd like to think that those of us out in front on a horse, horse or in the floats or in the king's float are in charge, but it's really the law enforcement folks that are doing the bulk of the work to keep everybody safe and to keep the parades moving. And, and by providing a 30-minute cushion, we've kind of found out, and hopefully we'll find out again this year, that it makes having two parades in the same day back-to-back -back a little bit easier on those folks to kind of keep everything moving. The safest thing we can do as, as crew leaders and as, as participants in a parade is to, is to keep the procession moving so that we don't you know, keep, the, keep the law enforcement folks out there too long and uh, expose people to possible, you know, injuries or other things happening. We got to just keep these things moving, and, and th this effort is is hopefully going to help that. And and really, uh, it's it's proving that it's not going to delay the parade's overall length. That since there was kind of that bottleneck where. Rex followed in behind Zulu. Now delaying Rex by half an hour makes that an easier transition, right? So it, it's really it the actually, parade the is little, about. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say it's a little counterintuitive. We've actually found that it makes the parade go uh, go quicker from start to finish. So it just allows us to not have to take uh, a pause and have the riders stopped and, and uh, have the you know, parade goers wondering when we're going to get going again. We can kind of keep the whole procession moving in a, in a nice, safe and, and steady pace. So it, uh, it's actually made it go faster. So we're hoping the same this year. James Reese, Executive Vice President of the Rex Organization, we thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to share with our listeners on this Lundi Gras while we await the King's arrival and his proclamation between 5.30 and 6 o'clock tonight at Spanish Plaza and then your procession tomorrow through the streets of New Orleans uptown on the Avenue? Well, I would just tell everybody to have a safe and wonderful Mardi Gras where the Rex is thrilled. We're thrilled at our selection of Rex this year, Mr. Johnny Eastman and our beautiful Queen Ellie Montgomery and look forward to sharing the streets of New Orleans with our friends from Zulu. And hail Rex, happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras, hail Rex. And if you want to hear the interview with the king and queen, it's on our website at www.com. They were on just a little while ago with Tommy Tucker. Thank you so much, James. Have a great Lundi Gras and a fantastic Mardi Gras. We'll be watching for you out there on the avenue. What color are you wearing? Uh, I'll be in gold. All right. We'll watch On, on a white horse in gold. <laughs> All right. Riding a white horse, wearing gold. James Reese here on WWL. Thank you so much. All right. Up next, we get someone from Zulu in here to talk to us about what they got going on on the riverfront today and their parade tomorrow as we get ready to kick it off for Fat Tuesday after a fantastic Lundi Gras. You have any questions, thoughts, comments? 504-260-1870 is the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. 
With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 1126, glad to be in for Newell Norman on this Lundy Gras, one of my favorite days of the year. By the way, uh, before we pick back up with our Lundy Gras conversation, there was uh, some questions earlier about how much screen time Taylor Swift got during the Super Bowl. USA Today actually assigned someone to, with a stopwatch, to watch the game and record every time she was on the screen and add it up. And a lot of people are surprised that from kickoff until the final play, there was 55 seconds, less than one minute total of Taylor Swift. I think there was more than that total of her making out with Travis Kelsey in the postgame, but that's another conversation. I'm Dave Cohen, in for Newell Norman on this Lundy Gras, February the 12th, 2024. We heard from Rex about the Rex organization uh, just a few minutes ago about Rex's arrival this evening at Spanish Plaza and the proclamation he will deliver, uh, followed by fireworks over the Mississippi River. Before that, the Zulu king and queen arrive by boat on the riverfront to help us find out what's going on with that. Darren Meyer, director of public relations for the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club, joins us on WWL. Hey, Darren, how you doing? How you doing, Dave? You out there on the riverfront now, or are you still getting ready to get out there? Yes, I am. I, I, yes, I'm here. I've been out here since 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, man, that is one of my favorite things to do on Lundy Gras, is go down early in the morning uh, and just spend all day on the riverfront, starting out over there with the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club in Woldenburg Park with the Jazz Fest-style food booths and all the music and the characters parading around. Uh, how's the crowd out there right now? And tell us what today brings from the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. Great crowd so far. I thought the rain was going to hurt us, but the sun is out and the crowds are here and there are chairs everywhere and the vendor lines are starting to get long. So we're, we're excited. We're expecting between fifty and 75,000 out today. Yeah, and it's, it's an all-day affair. It started officially, I guess, what, at 10 o'clock? How long do you go out there with the music? Okay, and, and what time? 10 a.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. 6 p.m., and you got three music stages, huh? That's correct. Three music stages, and King Zulu arrives. Uh, the boat will arrive here about 4.45, and we'll get him on stage about 5 o'clock. And which stage will folks want to be at well, around 5 o'clock to see the Zulu King uh, arrive there at, uh, the, at Waldenburg Park? Sure. He'll come to the King Zulu stage. Um, it's on the Great Lawn at Waldenburg Park. Uh, and so we'll, we'll wait for his arrival at five, at 5 o'clock. And then we'll send him over to Spanish Plaza so he can go meet Rex. And that happens shortly thereafter. The two will greet and meet, and uh, there'll be an exchanging of pleasantries and gifts, usually. Uh, and that's always yes. fun uh, to see both of those events happen. Uh, and, you know, I was surprised. I didn't know the first time that I came out uh, to your celebration on the riverfront that you don't have to wait till Fat Tuesday, that you can actually catch a coconut on Lundy Gras. There are coconuts yes, that periodically can. are flying off those stages, huh? That is correct. Our characters are here. They parade around at different times, and we our, our stage um, MCs also have coconuts that they give out throughout the day. So you do not have to wait to Fat Tuesday. Oh, so in the second line style uh, procession of characters, they have coconuts as well, huh? That's correct. They, they they have coconuts as well. So it's an exciting day for us, and the weather. We have some sun out, so we're we're looking forward to having a great day. 
We're talking with Darren Meyer, Director of Public Relations for the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. He's out there. The party's already started. They're expecting up to 75,000 people to join them over there at Waldenburg Park for all the fun and festivities. We talked about the coconuts. Uh, where do Zulu coconuts come from? How do you, how do you manufacture or, or prepare these coconuts? Okay, so we get them shipped in. Um, we, we, we have a new standard now, so we get the milk. Uh, the milk is drained from them, and they're shaved and pre-painted with a, either silver, gold, or black. And then they're purchased at the Zulu store with the official stamp on them, and then our, our members then, you know, they decorate them for Mardi Gras Day. And when does that process start? When do you start decorating the next year's coconuts? Usually about three to four months before Carnival is when we start, you know, doing those coconuts. Uh, we, we, we sell them year-round, but, you know, the decorating actually starts about three to four months before Carnival Day. And how many coconuts between today and tomorrow will you hand to or gently toss to people uh, from both of the parade and from the Riverfront Celebration? We're expecting about 20,000 based on the average of each float um, and which, which ones that have coconuts on them. We're expecting about 20,000 coconuts to go out to the public. You know, that, and when you think about it, if you've got a million people along the parade route, which is, I think, a safe estimate that we usually kind of go by, only 20,000 sure. max are going to get a coconut. So it really is a rare and, and, and special treasure. Yes, you know, we, we would do more, but because we can't throw them, it's a little different. So you have to, you know, make that eye contact and, and be loud to get them, and we can only hand them. And so when you count the fact that we're parading through a lot of barricades it's, and we can't toss them, it's, you know, it's a limited amount of crowd that can, can get them. Darren, ready for a great parade tomorrow? It looks like the weather's going to be fantastic, partly cloudy and highs around 60 degrees. When you guys start, though, it may still be a little blustery in the 40s for the beginning of the route. Yeah, the beginning is it will be a little windy, um, a little cold, and then it'll get better throughout the day. But we're, we're already uh, ready to go for tomorrow for the Zulu Social and Pleasure Club to start Mardi Gras Day off. Darren Meyer, anything else you want to share with our listeners here on WWL as you celebrate on the riverfront today and on the parade route tomorrow? I just want to let everybody know this is the 30th anniversary of our Lundy Gras Festival. And, you know, so that's a milestone. So please come out and enjoy the, enjoy the festivities and, 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 and eat and drink with our vendors. All right, Darren. Thank you so much for taking some time out of the fun there on the riverfront to join us here on WWL. Have a great day today and a fantastic parade tomorrow. Thank you. Darren Meyer, Director of Public Relations for the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. I'm Dave Cohen in for Newell Norman. We're going to open up the lines now for the next 25 minutes or so. Anything you want to talk about from the Super Bowl, the game itself, to the commercials, to the halftime performance, to are you shocked? Did it feel like more than less than a minute that we actually saw Taylor Swift on screen during the Super Bowl? And are you okay with that? It's helped the ratings for NFL, that's for sure. And should today be a national holiday? Should the day after the Super Bowl be a national holiday? There's a big push to make that happen because so many people are so tired or hungover the day after the Super Bowl. You can comment on that, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Or anything else you want to talk about on this Lundi Gras 2024. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I hope you're having fun, and we can be a little part of that here on WWL. We're going to be having fun this time next year. We'll have just wrapped up a Super Bowl in New Orleans. Yeah, next year's Super Bowl is right here in the Crescent City. And, uh, yeah, New Orleans getting the Super Bowl back. That is a exciting thing that right now they're handing it off from Las Vegas to New Orleans. And they're going to finish up between now and then the renovations in the Superdome. Uh, it feels like forever since the Super Bowl was here last. We used to get them a lot more often uh, back before they started putting them in cold weather climates with enclosed stadiums. They used to have to have the Super Bowl uh, where it was warm. So New Orleans and Miami were the two big places to do that. In the early days, New Orleans got it in 1970, then again in 72, then again in 75, then again in 78, then again in 81. Uh, but then things slowed down after that. But some amazing memories have been made at the Super Bowls, all 10 of them that have been here in New Orleans as we get ready for the next one. And the energy. Watching the Super Bowl last night and the pregame festivities and everything else, the energy that comes to a city with the Super Bowl really is magical. And the money that comes to a city with the Super Bowl is pretty darn cool, too. The economic impact and the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars uh, and the exposure that I don't know that can ever actually be quantified, that when people see a city like New Orleans, and in all of its glory, painted out in the fantastic colors that the uh, next year will be Fox is doing on television uh, during the game, but all of the media before and after the game is just it's just a big invita- invitation to people worldwide to come to New Orleans. And when they see it during the Super Bowl, uh, folks who otherwise may not have been planning a trip to New Orleans may then go, you know what, we need to go to New Orleans. So looking forward to that and the fact that we didn't have to build a new stadium to get another Super Bowl, that doing the renovations at the Superdome and modernizing the stadium repeatedly, by the way, uh, has, has allowed the NFL and enabled the NFL to continue to award Super Bowls to New Orleans, even though their emphasis has been on awarding the game to cities that build new stadiums. It's the NFL's way of rewarding cities and teams that manage to find a way to get the over billion dollars now that it takes to build a new stadium. And New Orleans with the Superdome continue to host the game and, and some great games at that. 
You think the Saints have a shot to be in it next year? Talking earlier with Jeff Nowak, the WWL Saints sideline reporter, uh, about the fact that the Vegas odds makers have New Orleans in a big group of teams that have the second to worst odds. Only the Carolina Panthers, who have the worst record in the NFL this season, uh, only the Carolina Panthers have worst worst chances, according to the odds makers, of making it to the Super Bowl in the Superdome on February 9th, 2025. One person texts us on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line at 504-260-1870 says the odds makers aren't those the guys who had KC as a two-point underdog in the Super Bowl? Yes, it is the same odds makers. But keep in mind, the odds are not necessarily a prediction. They're not necessarily a forecast of what's expected to happen. They are designed to get the maximum number of people to bet the maximum amount of money to yield the uh, bookies (laughs) or the uh, casinos in these days uh, the maximum profits that make the most money. So they're not necessarily telling you that's how the game is going to end, but they want people to bet that, to take that bet and to put down as much money as possible so they can lose as much money as possible, the odds makers are to, they, they are employed by and work for uh, the gambling houses. And it's their job to make them the most money by setting the line where it needs to be. And that's why the line moves with the money. Uh, but the money this time didn't move the odds. The, the Chiefs, from the beginning till the game, really were two-point underdogs. Uh, which to a lot of people is surprising because now they have repeated back-to-back champs uh, and they are a come-from-behind team. That's what they do, uh, and that's what they have done in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, and you just can't. If the Chiefs have the ball at the end of the game, and I was kind of surprised they didn't win it in regulation, that they had to go for the field goal and send it to overtime, Uh, but in overtime, when the 49ers had to settle for a field goal on the opening drive, Didn't you just have the feeling that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense was not going to be denied the end zone? And I think that there was a strategic error made by the 49ers. This is the first overtime we've had in the Super Bowl since the rules changed about how you win in overtime. It used to be that you absolutely, positively, 100% wanted to possess the ball first in overtime in a playoff or Super Bowl game. Because if you scored a touchdown, game over, you won. But now, the new rule that was seen in action for the first time ever last night in the Super Bowl is the other team gets a chance also. They get the opportunity to score, regardless of how you score. Now, if the defense scores, the game's over under the new rules. But the advantage I feel that gave Kansas City was that They had to go for it on fourth down every time. There was no question about it because they were going to go to win win the game. And I think you want to, under these new rules, possess the ball second in the Super Bowl. So that I think it gives you an advantage. What do you think? 504-260-1870, do you think the 49ers erred by getting the ball first? And did that give Kansas City even a more of a chance to win the game in that overtime? It was fun to have overtime in a Super Bowl. Uh, it's only happened once before. Uh, and, of course, we know when that was. 
28 to 3 uh when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl in overtime and Saints fans revel in that. 504-260-1870 we can talk about that. We can talk about the Saints chances. Do you think that the odds makers are right to have the Saints with the second worst odds of winning the Super Bowl next year or are you more optimistic about their chances based on the fact that they have an entirely new offensive coaching staff coming in and hopefully have as strong a defense as they did last year. Think the Saints can do it this year? 504-260-1870. Be great to see them play in the Super Bowl in the Superdome. Your calls and your texts after this. Yeah, we wait for it all year, and it'll actually be here tomorrow, Fat Tuesday, one day away. It's Lundy Gras. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dave Cohen in for Newell Norman on WWL. Getting ready to head down to the riverfront. Oh, God, I love it down there on Lundy Gras. It's just so much chill and so much fun and so great and when rex arrives around 5 30 tonight via a coast guard cutter and comes to stage and zulu greets him and then he issues his proclamation that revelry shall rule both day and night and asks for the mayor's concurrence followed by fireworks over the river it, it, it it's silly in one sense but it you just allow yourself to get swept up in the moment, and if you've never been, it really is a neat experience. Pretty neat that the Super Bowl is coming back to New Orleans next year. You realize that it's been since 2013? That's the last time the game was here? That's a huge, long drought for New Orleans when you look over the years at time between games. Uh, but someone just texted, and they were trying to remember uh, when the lights went out in the Superdome, when was that? Well, that was Super Bowl forty-seven, February 3rd, 2013, when the Baltimore Ravens came back after the power came back on to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Last night's losers, 34-31. to 31. Before that, remember right after 9-11, the Superdome hosted the Patriots, beating the greatest show on turf, the Rams, 20-17. to 17. Uh, That game actually had to be delayed a week because of the terror attacks of 9-11 and all of the ramifications of that and schedule changes. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a big game. Uh, Super Bowl 31 before that, the Packers beat the Patriots 35-21. Super Bowl 24, when the 49ers, the last time they won a Super Bowl, 55-10. to uh, It was the Bears, 46-10 to over the Patriots uh, the year before that. Well, not the year before that, but four years before that in Super Bowl 20. Super Bowl 15 was here. Raiders beat the Eagles 27-10. to uh, The Cowboys beat the Broncos 27-10 to in Super Bowl 12. And then you go back, there were three more in 1975 when Pittsburgh and Minnesota uh, played each other. In 1970, it was Minnesota and Kansas City in Tulane Stadium in 19... Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, I think that's all of them I just mentioned. Uh, so looking forward to the Super Bowl being here in New Orleans. Other text messages are coming in on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line at 504-260-1870. I was asking, did the Chiefs get an advantage in the Super Bowl last night in the in the uh, overtime by getting the ball second with the new overtime rules? One person texted it and said, definitely the 49ers made the right decision because if they'd scored a touchdown first, they'd have won. No, not under the new rules. Under the new rules... The only way the game ends on the opening possession is if there's an interception or a fumble and the defense scores a touchdown. Other than that, 
the other team gets the ball regardless. So if the 49ers had gone down and scored a touchdown, the Chiefs still would have gotten the ball and had an opportunity to go and tie the game with a touchdown or win it if they went for two after scoring a touchdown. So those are the new rules, uh, and that was the first time we ever saw the new overtime rules in a Super Bowl. And I like that. I, I don't like it during the regular season uh, when a team can score a touchdown and win the game in overtime without the other team getting a chance. Uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem, I don't know, fair is the right word, but it doesn't make for uh, good outcomes, uh, in my opinion. And so I'm glad to see that at least in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs now, that if it's tied at the end of regulation, that the new rules allow both teams to possess the ball. And I guess in the case of a turnover and a touchdown, both teams do possess the ball because if the defense intercepts or recovers a fumble, then they are that team then possesses the ball. And if they go ahead and score, uh, then the game is over and the, the that's it. Uh, so, yeah, they didn't even kick the extra point last night or go for two. Uh, that's the other thing that's weird because during the regular season – even if the game wins on a touchdown, uh, it's like for whatever reason they feel like they still have to kick the extra point uh, or 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 you know finish that up, uh, even if there's no time left on the clock. Uh, but not in the Super Bowl, obviously, because the Chiefs scored that touchdown, uh, had a three point lead, and they did not have to then kick the extra point or go for two. I'm Dave Cohen in for Newell Norman. You got any questions at all about Mardi Gras? Anything you want to understand better, anything you want to know, well, next hour is your opportunity to get any of your Mardi Gras questions answered. We've got Arthur Hardy, the publisher of the Mardi Gras Guide, joining us. We'll talk about today's Lundi Gras festivities. We'll talk about tomorrow's Mardi Gras uh, festivities and everything going on there. But it gives you an opportunity. This man has a wealth of knowledge. I was in an event with him recently where there was some Mardi Gras trivia going on. And they were asking all of these questions, and some of them pretty challenging uh, and off the beaten path in terms of common knowledge. And afterwards, someone asked Arthur Hardy, how come he never answered any of the questions? And he simply said, well, I knew them all. I knew all the answers, but I didn't think it was fair for me to answer every question and not give everyone else a chance. So, well, we'll give you a chance to get your questions answered. Anything you want to know or understand about Mardi Gras. We'll even talk about the whole controversy over who had the first Mardi Gras celebration coming up in the next hour with Arthur Hardy here on WWL on the Newell Norman Show. One person texts on at 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line says, Super Bowl overtime choice. I agree with you. Better to let the other team have the ball first because they know exactly what they have to do to win if they get it second. Yeah, regardless of uh, if... You know, with the 49ers scoring a uh, field goal, uh, it, it did really put Kansas City in a great position, I think, to be able to decide if they wanted to go for it on each fourth down, if they actually got to fourth downs, and how to proceed in terms of strategy. One person texts also about the fact that the Saints have the second worst odds. Uh, along with a bunch of other teams uh, down there at the bottom of the pack of winning the Super Bowl next year. Now that those odds are out, one person says, I don't know if they have a real chance to win the Super Bowl next year, but I know I'm going to go put 30 bucks on the Saints tomorrow. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.